Hey there, and welcome to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Depending on where you are in the country right now, whether you're in the third, fourth, or fifth week of self-quarantine, lockdown, whatever your governor has ordered, we hope that you are safe and happy and enjoying the family time and just all of that. If anybody needs to talk, as always, please reach out to me, Jason at thegroup.com. I want to thank our sponsors, Miller's Lab, for continuing to sponsor this podcast. And as you know, most labs are closed uh, across the country. And I cannot imagine the strain this is putting on, on these companies. I, I can't imagine if there's ever been a time in some of these companies where they've ever had to close the doors in the ways that they, they've had to do it. So. I have a special request for you guys. If there's a favorite vendor of yours, I ask that you just go to their wall, their Facebook their Facebook wall, and leave them a message and let them know how much you love them. I, they're human just like us, and I know the words will go a long way. So please, go to your favorite vendor. I'd prefer you went to Miller's. Leave them some love and let them know that we're thinking of them and that we're going to be ready for them when all this is over. That said, have a really great podcast for you today with Ben Chrisman. He's one of my good friends in this community and I always enjoy talking to him. He has a very unique perspective considering most of his weddings at this point have been canceled for the rest of the year. And it's a really interesting perspective that the way that he handles it. You can tell I'm a little taken back in the beginning of this interview because I just don't know where to go with my questions. So anyway, with that said, uh, on to uh, Ben Chrisman. All right. Thanks for tuning in to episode number six of Something New Every Week. This week, I have my friend Ben Chrisman joining us from Charlotte. Charleston. Charleston, South Carolina. I don't think I've done one intro where I've gotten the town uh, the town <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm running right on par. So anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in to Something New Every Week, where we like to focus on things that are something new in our friend's corner of the world. Um, obviously, we are down now. I think this is uh, my third or fourth podcast where we're talking about the coronavirus and we're in lockdown. Typically, when I first launched this, I wanted to do these in person and that's not going to happen. So we're all locked down now and, and here we are. So for those of you who don't know Ben and Aaron, I really suggest you treat yourself and look them up. Um, I also think it's important to read their bios. I think once you read their stories, their, you know, their images will help you understand, um, their dedication to photography. It's their life. It's what helps. It's what makes them breathe. And I, I cannot stress that or not. I'm not, I'm not trying to blow smoke up their asses, but to begin by saying their success is due to the hard work that they've put in. However, I have admired them from, um, afar for a long time. And it is, uh, it is how, They've learned it was never they be they be their success is not based on a solo project. It's never been just about them. It's always been about immersion into their communities and whatever their and wherever and whatever their community was. They've learned from their surroundings. And what's more incredible is whatever they learn, they share with the rest of us. There's never been any secrets with Ben and Aaron. If you've ever spent any time talking to them, and I know Ben is like cringing right now <clears throat> with an intro like that, but he's definitely been one of my biggest inspirations over the years. We've been friends for a long time. And we haven't spent that much time together over the last several years, but I still consider him a busy. good friend. And when we hang out, it usually ends in a hangover. And thanks for being on here today. 
That's a, I hope someone says that at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we'll get we'll get right into it. Ben, we are now facing a countrywide quarantine. How are you guys doing over there? Um, we're trying to hang in there. Um, it's been obviously everything shut down. All our weddings got most of our weddings. I think just got postponed until next year. Um, we had one birthday party that Mauricio was going to shoot that just got canceled completely. But the um, the wife was really cool, and she we just said, "Hey, we'll give you a year to use you know that amount of money because she had paid in full towards anything that you want with Mauricio, mm. you know." And she was like, "That's great." Um, so we've been very lucky in that regard. Um, we've even had clients start reaching out to us and want to like offer to purchase things from us um we had one dad in new york um say we'll be your first clients when all this goes away mm. um so that gives me a little bit of hope because right now i don't have a ton honestly <laughs> so yeah like i wake up every day excited like it's hard you know yeah yeah um so you know i mean I've been talking to a lot of wedding photographers and obviously, you know, it's got to be hard. A lot of your weddings are destinations, right? Uh, All of them. All of them. And so what, I mean, well, so you just answered my first question, which is, you know, what, what, what's happening with those weddings. So most of them are just postponed Mm -hmm. for another year. Right. So basically you're sitting on a, on a schedule that was completely packed for the year and now, you don't right right (laughs) um and luckily we aaron and i don't depend for income as much anymore on the weddings as as we used to i mean majority of our income comes from our portrait studio which is called king and fields that we co-own with raheel agaba so honestly that's where most of our money comes from oh it's 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 Vlad and Mauricio and Ryan that we most worry about with Christmas studios now because all of their money comes from weddings. Um, and so that's, that's the biggest struggle with Christmas studios right now is just figuring out a way to get them paid for something. And more than likely that will end up being family sessions later in this year, whenever this clears up, if it does. Right. So do you think there's a chance that you, you guys could wind up booking some, some weddings for the end of the year or mid 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 time of the year with the reschedules or I I mean I gotta admit I'm, I don't know. I'm completely unprepared for you to say that most of your weddings were rescheduled. So I'm I'm all of them just were. just all of, <laughs> all of them were so I, I I'm I'm kind of reeling here a little bit just trying to to imagine what that would be like. My gut saying that nothing will happen this year. Um mm-hmm. I don't think any weddings will happen this year. I think um it'll be too uncertain for people to put that amount of money um, into a wedding, especially the type of weddings that we shoot that requires everyone to travel. I think that's going to be extra precautious, you know, you know, that's just going to be challenging for people to do, to say, Hey, I'm going to put my grandmother on a plane and take her to wherever the wedding might be. We might have some like small weddings here in Charleston or Ryan might get some small weddings in San Francisco, like a city hall or something, but I'm not counting on any money coming in this year for weddings unless it's retainers for next year. Do you agree with that, Aaron? Yeah. Aaron agrees with that. Uh, okay. And so while, while I'm talking to Ben right now, uh, Aaron is working behind him in their studio. Uh, 
Okay, so now now it becomes a challenge of, uh, for those of you who don't know, Ben Ben has several people that work under him as uh, as associate shooters. Some are based; uh, they're based all over the country, right? Yeah, and I would say they work with us. I mean, Christmas Studios has evolved into like this big family where there's no like really no hierarchy. It's just Aaron and I have the responsibility of things, but. Um, I would say that uh, it's we're all very much all in this together. Like mm. when you hire one of us, you know, when, when someone hires us, they, you know, Aaron, even if Aaron doesn't shoot the wedding, she works with the client before um, the wedding. Say Mauricio Ryan shoots the wedding. Obviously, they have that part. And then after the wedding, I work with the client. So it's very much a team effort all the way through. So, yeah, I mean, Ryan's in San Francisco. Mauricio kind of floats. He's been in Charleston here for a, uh, quite a few, t- uh, quite a bit of time now. Vlad's in Santa Fe. Um, and so we're just, Mauricio's just trying to figure out where he wants to be right now, because um, it's most of his family is in San Francisco. So it's we really don't know what to do with that, and we don't have any expectations of getting weddings right now, honestly, yeah, either. Right. All right. So it means interesting the way you uh, you always talk about your family, your your the photographers that work under you. Can you talk to us a little bit about if they don't if if we don't know you? how you know it came to be the way you brought in you, you know your family of, of shooters and how that how that works a little bit because i think what's interesting about ben is that like his associates kind of got formed by this 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 you know they just spent a lot of time together and they work on things together and then it all of a sudden became this family but i know it's not just that simple well i mean it in a way, well, everyone started, well, Mauricio and Aaron Morris, they both started when they were 20, 20 years old, 21 years old as interns. Um, and that just lasted a few months until they started shooting weddings on their own. And then we kind of had like this, in Oakland, we had this kind of big house that kind of turned into a commune where everyone was kind of living there in and out. Um, you know, Dave Gashwin lived with us for a while. Um, Mauricio and has kind of been on and off living with us for the last 10, 12 years at this point. Um, and same way with Aaron Morris, he would spend a couple nights there doing post-production. And so, and then jo- Joseph Stefanczyk obviously never lived with us, but um, he was with us for a while as well. So it's just kind of been this great group of people that we, Aaron and I have always really been able to rely on. And they're just very genuinely good people and they're very good with their brides and grooms it's funny thing i mean obviously we've we've done a lot of teaching around the world but i've never taught mauricio or ryan or um, (laughs) aaron morris anything really um they just kind of picked it up on their own and kind of put their own like personality and spin on it at this point it's pretty hard to tell who shoots what though i mean aaron and i are a little bit in the middle probably you know we're closer a little bit to ryan um, Mauricio, you can definitely tell, like, what, because he pushes things a little bit harder than we do. Um, but overall, styles are pretty similar, and we can kind of go back and forth depending on, obviously, depending on the wedding. If a couple really wants something really kind of crazy, we can do that. Or if they want something a little bit more straightforward, we can do that too. Um, but there's not a huge deviation in style between us. Well, I think you guys always have kind of had a, a you know, the, uh, sat or were on the same page with the way you shoot. And if you look at their individual portfolios, you can see, you know, there's definitely um, a, a, a unique style that, you know, or each one is a little bit different. But, you know, a client knows when they hire one of them, they're going to they're going to get the style that they hire Christmas studios for. So, yeah. And I think it's it's due yeah. to that immersion that you guys all have with each other. You 
you shoot together, you edit together, you party together, you you're yeah. you're in you're in 100%. All right, so yeah, I uh, and I do think it's uh, uh, watching you over the years when you guys did live in San Francisco was like uh, Andy Warhol's factory, <laughs> as you say in your bio. I think that was a great way to describe what happened with you guys. Yeah. So I know that sales is a big part of, you know, you know, whether it's when we'll get into your portrait studio, but, you know, as far as sales are concerned right now, how are you handling that? Do you just dialing things back at this point or you try into, is there any advice you could give to, <coughs> to photographers out there right now that are, you know, kind of still going through their workflow? Right now, we're not having any sales to speak of at all. Um, what we every year, we, the only sale that Christmas Studios does is a Valentine's Day special. And right. so, starting at the end of the year or something, I'll start writing people um, and say, "Hey, we're going to be doing this. You know, you can pre-purchase the. If you never bought the high-risk files, you can purchase those. If you want, if you've never done your album." You, here's a 30% discount on any upgrades or extra extra pages. And that kind of drove quite a bit of money before this happened. And mm. so I, I would feel really bad reaching back out to them and saying, hey, buy more stuff because we just <laughs> it, we kind of did a sale. Right. Um, at some point, like what one of the coolest things I think we, we've done is we started like a, a private Facebook group just for our clients. It's like got over 300, 400 people in it. Mm. Um, and it's a really, really amazing group of, of people all over the country. And so it's kind of like my private, our private way to talk to them. And so I kind of go there first on Facebook um, when I have something to say and look for their opinions. It's also a good resource. Like one of our brides, Melody, she wanted to buy her dad like a 67 old car or something. So she went on there and someone on the group was able to track down that specific car that she wanted and she ended up buying it for them. Or say someone's going on a vacation, more than likely one of our clients has been there and they chime in and say, okay, um, you know, do this, see this person. Um, it's not as active as I honestly wish it was. It usually has to be spurred on by me just because everyone's life's are busy, but in a dream world, I would like to use that as a, as a better resource for all my clients. That's, but that's, I, yeah, that's good advice. But right now I'm not going after it and say, Hey, please give us money. Um, right now we're just trying to figure out the next few weeks. And, but at some point we'll probably reach out to them when we can start flying again and saying, Hey, would anyone like a, like a family, family session and we'll go there and which is what we generally do is we'll have a wedding in some city and then we'll tack on two or three days and we'll photograph our you know one family a day um and that's from shoot to the sale the design consult where you know the whole day it's a complete day and at the end of the day they've already picked out everything they want and the purchases have been made and then i get into post-production send it to graphy and then graphy sends it to them okay and that that's how we make a lot of the a lot of our income now. Okay. So, I mean, it would be fair to say that it wouldn't be a bad idea for those when things do open up to reach out to or past wedding clients to generate a family session or whatnot. But I think that would go with just, just about anything, right? So, um, but yeah. that's, yeah. I think that's going to be people's only recourse for a little bit is when they can, we can get out of this situation where we can get close to people um, to reach out to all your past clients and because what this has created is a renewed sense of what life should be like. And it's something that we stress with our portrait studio on a day-to-day -day basis. I think a lot of times when we talk to people and we ask them these questions, 
it's kind of fallen on deaf ears or people are like, what the hell are you talking about? Why would you ask me a question like that? But I think they're going to get it now. <laughs> like when we ask them, like, what does it mean to you to see your child like totally happy and playing with their son and things like that to where it's going to have a deeper connection, deeper feeling. And I think it's really going to make people, I think people are thinking about that stuff already now, but when you apply it to the photography, it's going to make a lot more sense and it's not, they're not going to just think it's, Man, that is a really positive message right now (laughs) to hear. I mean, I have talked to countless photographers over the last couple of weeks and and I've seen people's moods have gone from very, we're going to get through this, everything's going to be fine, to on a daily basis, I don't know whether the Jekyll or Hyde is going to come out in some of these (laughs) guys. And, you know, I've been on the receiving end of it where, you know, just as a personal story like i was bug bugging somebody to you know promote something that i have going on with the group and they chewed my head off and said i don't have time to do this right now i'm worried about saving my business and and i realized that you know okay we're at a very different point in our lives and and you know everybody's got to be very careful about where we're at but you know that that positive note nobody's talking about like what happens when this is over and that spin that you just put on it is really really great message yeah i mean it's our it's not even like our spin it's just like our what we've learned so much from steve i mean when we're doing like these front step project photos and i love i know that some photographers love to bag on that and say what the hell are you doing that for but it's kept us busy you know i it maybe it's the journalist in us that says okay we can just because you tell me to do one thing maybe i might not necessarily do it um we're trying to be very safe with it like i'm wearing a mask i have a mask in my bag and gloves and we're staying i you know i've never used a telephoto lens more in my whole life which is very abnormal for me um but every family has been so thankful that we've done that Mm -hmm. and um in most of the times we're just asking them you know in effect which is what we learned from steve um, is like, what is the gift this experience has given you? What is the gift this um, right. kind of disastrous virus has, has shown your family? Um, and if all, I think, wedding photographers, if they just remarketed it to all their wedding clients and asked them that simple question, like, what is the gift that coronavirus has given you? What realization? Yeah. And then they photograph whatever the hell that is. Mm. That is the reason for a family session, and that will keep their income going until the weddings kick back in. And I think they will kick back in. I'm hoping that it turns into a big hippie love fest and everyone's so happy <laughs> this is over, they all want to get married. Um, that would be the greatest thing. Um, but until that happens, I think they're going to have to start with the low-hanging fruit, which is all work with all their past clients and not try to find brand new ones. That is that is that is great advice. Okay, so let's get to the the to Kim and Fields. Uh, they how long has it been now? About a two years. Gosh. Three and a half. Three and a half years. Yeah. Um, so, and that's full on with the studio, like a big studio space and everything. That's not us working out of our 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 spare bedroom. That's full on rents, employees, all that kind of stuff. So Ben, Ben and Aaron have been, you know, obviously shooting weddings for a very long time, and and I think most of the time they they, they ran it out of their living rooms. Uh, rarely met with their clients in person. Um, shot weddings all over the world and then moved to Charleston and then decided that we're going to open a studio with a studio space. And I remember when you were doing it, I was 
kind of teasing you a little bit like mm-hmm. this is this is so, this is so like uh the grown-up photography uh <laughs> you know big big studio space and stuff like that but so talk to me a little bit about what your your decision in, in doing something like this going from a successful wedding business and then moving into portrait studio you know if we had always had a wedding business that was more localized it wouldn't have had to be such a big decision mm-hmm. but since when we had roxy our daughter we didn't want to be on the road all the time. And I don't like being separated from Aaron very long. So I didn't want to be on the road without her and vice versa, I think. So it was kind of worked out where at that point I was talking to Fundy about album sales. And he's like, oh, we should go talk to this guy named Steve Saparito. And Aaron and I went and took one of his workshops. And from there, we just started studying with him and taking workshop after workshop. And so when we decided to move to Charleston, it just kind of made sense to do this and then we teamed up with Raheel who also wanted to do it and so that's where the partnership came from and so you know our we're not trying to reinvent the wheel with portraits like in versus like the way when I got into weddings I was like I don't really like wedding photography I'm going to try to figure out a way to make this better um I'm not pushing the envelope like that with portraits because most of the time families just want to look pretty and have it have a nice shot of all their family and honestly they just want to look happy families just want to look happy mm. and so what we try to do is tr- we create try to create depth and value before the shoot ever happens and that is talking to people asking them about their kids and so by the time we get to to actually taking the pictures we n- understand a little bit about them we understand what they love about their kids and in in the same way like a journalist needs to ask someone to write a story we need to figure out what story to write before we get there because most photographers are just like hey i'm just going to go try to take some photo that kind of represents my style more than the family style and so it's forced us to be more creative in ways because we can't rely on just like shooting through a wine glass or a prism or shooting off a phone or something like that. Um, we have to figure out a way to, to shoot with more depth, which is good timing for us because as we get a little bit older, we tend to think more like that as it is, especially having a child ourselves. Yeah, and, and you know, I it's funny because you downplay like, and, and remember when we talked when we were in Austin, uh, you talked about how, you know, it was such a big change for you to be working in the studio and then it just seemed to be a little bit more straightforward. And then I spent some time on the website and I'm like, God damn it. This is so creative. This is it's still managed to find a way to, to make a beautiful style out of, of shooting in the studio or doing whatever that you're doing and, and brought, brought in your, your way of doing it. And I think you just described how you do it. It's the connection that you're making with your clients. You can see it in your pictures as always. And then implementing, uh, working with Steve Saparito, who, if you guys don't know Steve, Steve is definitely somebody worth checking out. He's helped uh, like hundreds, if not thousands of photographers um, turn business into business. And I'm sure you can give him a little bit of a plug. Yeah, I think he's got a, a coronavirus deal going on right now where it's like 10 bucks for a membership. Um, he's got almost all the videos, all his contents almost all online with the videos. So people could just go and just sit and watch video after video right now if they're not doing anything at least they're learning something um yeah something new that is worth checking um, out and the cool thing one reason i like the portrait studio is one i like working with the lights i like trying to figure out ways to make people look really flattering but it's not like stand there and let me get one photo it's very moment driven so it's like 
what we're trying to do is create this space for this family to just be together. So we're, we're photographing relationships more than we're photographing a static person looking dead into the camera. Um, so if we don't have that connection with the photos, which is what I'm trying to find in every aspect of my photography anyway, then it falls flat and no one wants to buy it. But if we can create that connection, that kind of that between the people, then it's very valuable to people. And, and that's really interesting to me. I'm and I'm glad you like the photos on the website because, honestly, we haven't updated the website in about two and a half years. <laughs> we have, like, way better photos than what's showing on the website right now. We just haven't, you know, when you, we went from shooting, like, maybe 30 weddings a year between me and Aaron to shooting hundreds of shoots every year. We just don't have any time anymore to, like, do things like update a website. Um, but Raheel's probably maybe going to get to that during this coronavirus thing because he's the one who takes charge in building the website with Show It. Okay, got it. Um, so before coronavirus, mm-hmm. how many? Uh, talk to me about your workload. So how many? Give me ballpark. Like how many sessions you're doing a year, and, and how you you so you're doing hundreds of sessions, and and they're all Charleston based people. Uh, mm. I they're not they're mostly Charleston based I would say 90% of them and then what's going on is um, I'm doing a fair bit of traveling sometimes Aaron's coming with me sometimes it's attached to a wedding where I'll go and I'll spend a week in San Francisco or so we were in New York for several days um, and photograph all our clients there and you know that generally works out pretty well because um, the hard part of up family portraiture is it's not like weddings where the bride needs you or right it's you almost have to give them a reason to do this. Um, and most people, for most people, that's on the back burner. And so when we're talking to people, we want to kind of create that urgency, that need of, hey, you know, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, which is why coronavirus kind of makes that question a lot easier to ask. Like, what do you want to hold on to right now today so you keep have this feeling forever? Like all these families that are sitting around just with their with their kids all day long, they're learning new things about their kids. What do you want to remember when life gets pe- busy again and you forget that this really happened? I don't know if they're going to be able to forget this, but Oof. yeah, it's uh, at, at home here. Um, it's been really neat being home with the kids uh, mm-hmm. all like we're, we're in this forced um you know, quarantine and, you know, we can still go outside and, and, uh, I've told the story a few times, but, uh, my third, my daughter's about to be 13 years old and she's a little adult and, um, with her own opinion. And she's like little Jason group, which I know you (laughs) get a kick out of. Um, and it's a wonderful personality, uh, in, 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 in a female body. Um, (laughs) and, uh, my, me and my wife have been going on these walks with her in our neighborhood and it's like this running, like it's just straight. There's no, there's no filter. It's just everything's coming out for 60 minutes on this walk. It is hilarious. And it's just right. We don't talk like Liz and Liz. She's like, I did not open my mouth the entire time on the walk. <laughs> That's uh, it, it's so funny. But the things that we've learned about her friends and her family, our friends and everything that's going on in her life, we'd never have that opportunity. Who gets to learn that much from their 13 year old? Um, other than a situation like that, I can't take that time back. Never. Right. Right. Yeah. So I've been telling everyone each week in these podcasts that take the time to enjoy your family. There's going to be some rough times. There's been some yelling in the house. I'm not going to lie. It's some big fights and, and, uh, it, it's been really hard. Um, hopefully, you know, I don't know, 
we're from New Jersey, so we yell about everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and our neighbors probably think we're crazy because nobody here in St. Louis yells. So um, there's that. And what advice can you give you give to other uh, photographers right now as far as uh, being home with their families? Oh, well, I would take a lot of photos of them. You know, don't stop taking pictures um, just because you're not getting paid to do it. Mm. And use that as a way to think about what other families would, would want right now. So when this is over, I mean, and I do, I do think any wedding photographer that is not continuing to work with those couples for the rest of their life is making a big mistake. Mm -hmm. And just think of it as a long-term documentary project. Like you're going to be, you pick a few families that you really want to document forever and say, I'm going after this. And then, um, and just use that opportunity to kind of put yourself in other people's shoes and not just be so strictly minded, you know, on weddings because it's it's going to be it, it's going to be really hard for weddings right now. I don't know if people are going to have the money to spend on the more elaborate weddings that they they used to have. Um, maybe it settles people down and makes them think about you know just what's important, and that might just be a small sweet mm. weddings in the backyard, which is what I feel the people in the Pacific Northwest have been smart about forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so that, that's, what it, that's what I definitely recommend with photographers. And come up with a plan. Don't just sit around and watch Netflix all day. Think about like when this is over, like who you want to market to, who do you want to work with? Like who are your target markets? Who are your avatars? Who are, that, who are, are the personalities that you really connect with? And figure out a way to talk to them. Um, mm. You don't have to be a client. You don't have to. Not everyone's your client. Find the ones that you really want. Three or four or five, like Steve teaches, and figure out you know where they shop, what they, where they go, hang out, all those types of things. And if you do advertising, advertise to, in that direction. And um, and hopefully this gives photographers a realization of who they want to be as a photographer and what's important to them. Um, because I feel like, especially in wedding photography, it's very easy to kind of follow the crowd a lot, obviously, whether it's presets or styles or the fad or all that kind of stuff. And hopefully that this narrows people's um, vision down a little bit to just what they're interested in. And this definitely is a time for that kind of reflection and planning. And I know there's been, you know, it's ad nauseum, you know, people online right now in our community saying, this is a time to, to learn something, but, you know, I think Ben, you know, is a little bit different in what he's saying than figure out what clients you want, reach the clients that you've already had and, you know, figure out what your next steps are going to be. I think that that's really awesome advice. Always um, just a slightly different perspective from Ben, which I love, which is why I love talking to him, which is why, you know, uh, it's, it's always been fun hanging out with him. So I think we're going to wrap it up here and we'll keep things uh, on, oh, the, you, on the lighter. Yeah. On the lighter um, side. And, um, anything else that you want to talk about? I would just say my heart goes out to Jeff Norwood and losing Jessica Claire, um, this week. I mean, she was a legend, you know, in oh, our world God, for so yes. long. I mean, that, that really shook me losing Jessica. It's like losing, you know, I wasn't honestly that close to Jessica. She represented kind of Southern Cal when we were Northern Cal. Um, but she was just, she was just so amazing. So much his, of what we do is based off what she did. And um, so just, hey, Jessica, yeah. I hope you're right. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. And I had a note to bring that up. And uh, 
Thank you for, for bringing that up. Yeah, it was a shock to, to me as well. Um, you know, we all kind of grew up together with Jess and um, I kind of lost touch with her probably in the last, you know, five, six, seven years. Um, yeah. I've been in Becker, you know, Chris Becker um, lives in St. Louis. So I've been in touch with him and um, he reached out to me a few weeks ago to let me know that she was she was pretty ill and and. Uh, our our community definitely lost a great um, leader, and she was a leader in our industry mm-hmm. for a long time. And um, not everyone got not everyone got along with her, and uh, didn't didn't always. But what she did, um, she was one of the visionaries in in what modern wedding photography is today. And yeah. there's I don't think totally. anybody can argue that. No way. Yeah, yeah, totally. She was great. And what the crazy thing is, she lived here in Charleston, and right. She's 10 minutes away from me for three years, mm. and we just texted, and we never actually took the 20 minutes to go hang out. And now I know why, because she was sick, and she was going through that. Um, mm. But I wish I had, you know, it just made me realize to kind of not let that happen to uh, people that you want to see hang out with. Yeah, yeah. Good advice. Good advice. All right. All right, Ben. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, and uh, thank you for tuning into Something New Every Week. As I've said uh in the last few episodes, if somebody's hurting out there that wants somebody to talk to, I am here. Just email me, Jason at the group.com. Ben is also available for, he's also on the group uh, for mentoring sessions. And uh, we hope that you're well out there. Go for walks with your family. Um, you'll learn a lot. And uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Thanks a lot, Ben. All right. Thank you, Jason.